going on everybody thank you for coming back to another episode of the brand builder podcast and as always you guys know i'm joined by our co-host robert garcia some of you are seeing this in a cool way which is we're actually streaming this um, or recording this on video and some of you may not be you know able to see that but we do encourage you to go today's show is going to be all about planning for 2024 we know that there's a shift in the market happening we know that there's going to be this big, big change, whether it's a down market, an up market, the change in inflation, the change that's happening around us, and we see it every day. We know that's going to happen. But as business owners, our plan is our guide to survival. So if you don't have a plan, or if you think you have a plan but need to revisit that plan, I suggest you stick along with us today. We're going to walk you through the four pillars of building a marketing plan. And then we're going to tell you how you can get your own strategy for free through the agency as well. So grab your popcorn, grab your coffee, grab some water. Let's get this show on the road. Welcome to the Brand Builder Podcast. I'm your host, Amir Tabrizi. I'm a side hustle digital marketer turned agency owner who has managed over $2 billion in marketing budgets. I'm obsessed with the brand building process through video content, social media, and all things organic, leveraging search engine optimization and the power of Google. Every week here on the Brand Builder Podcast, we dive deep into the dynamic realm of digital marketing, unveiling the tools, strategies, and insights that can empower your brand in today's digital-centric world. Not just go over some quick hacks and tricks that will yield you no long-term growth. Whether you're a startup looking to make a splash or an established brand aspiring to reach new heights, our podcast is here to illuminate the path towards your success. So stay tuned to my workshop style solo shows with the occasional in-depth interviews with industry experts. We don't just talk about digital marketing. We decode it, demystify it, and help you leverage it for your brand's growth. So stay tuned into Brand Builders podcast and embark on your journey towards becoming a titan in the digital marketing arena. Everybody, welcome back to the, another episode of the Brand Builder Podcast. As always, I am joined by our co-host, Robert Garcia. Robert, how you doing? Good, buddy. How you doing? Thanks for having uh, me over. Yeah, man. It's getting it's getting cold out here in Maryland. Super cold, man. It's, it's been a super, super cold in the last couple of days. I think last week was one of the coldest weeks in the entire year. Yeah, man. It's been, uh, it's not, it has not been fun. Um, how's trick-or-treating with the kids? Trick or treating went good, yeah. Uh, the oldest did a monkey custom, and the youngest did a Mickey Mouse. So they all did very well. Got plenty of candies and some other treats. So yeah, they're very very happy now. They're already asking when are the Christmas decorations are going to be up. We haven't even put away the customs, and they're already asking for Christmas. It's a pretty good transition. You go from Halloween and immediately the day the day after, it's like Christmas <laughs> is up. It's that's Thanksgiving, but no, yeah, that's it's crazy. Back. That's crazy. It was uh, it was some cold times out there for Halloween. I know. It was very cold, extremely cold. My eleven month old just lasted ten minutes, and he was like, "I'm done." He loved the candy though. He kept shaking the bucket and dropping it, but it was uh, it was pretty good. Cool. Good. Well, um, Mr. Garcia, we're gonna go down the rabbit hole of building a plan for 2024. Um, and I think it's, I think it'll be, it'll be nice because I think if some people have not built out their plan, this is a really, really good, this is a really, really good place to start. Um, but tell me, um, tell me a little bit more about how you do it and what are your like just initial high level first steps when it comes to thinking about building your 2024 plan or the next year's plan, especially in the world of real estate. Sure. No, thank you. So. A couple of things that I normally like to do is before I come up with the new plan, I like to assess what happened with the old plan, what I was able to do, what I was able to stick to it, what I have to improvise and what I didn't do because for whatever reason. So just to give an example, um, part of my, my strategy was to reach out to my seller clients uh, that already bought with me and that I wanted to help them understand their options to lower their mortgage payments. That was a whole campaign I created, but of course in the environment where interest rates are high, 
then you have to put a pause into that. But then the, do you abandon that initiative or do you actually go into something different? So I came up and improvised and came with a whole new strategy where I did uh, my like um, video CMAs and right. I did a comparison of different pricing. I said, hey, here's one website says this, this other website says this, this is what I yeah. see, this is what I'm doing. So I did it in a different way and it worked out really well. So you just got to always be able to improvise and make sure that you make the right changes. Always be on your toes, get ready to move. I think one of the things that I always tell, whether it's clients or anyone who I have a conversation with, I say the most deadly thing you can have as a business owner, especially as a small business owner, because it probably won't affect the major companies that have you know millions and millions of dollars in marketing budgets. The shift will affect them, but they have the funds to kind of make the shift with the market. So one of the things I tell people, it's like, listen, if you're not on top of it and are not looking and always don't have... Like, when do I shift? When do I not? When do I do this? When do I not? Like, you're always just going to be left behind. And it's really tough. Um, you know, you and I got to experience it a little bit when it, when COVID happened, when 2020, when everything was going from, you know, between January to March in Maryland specifically, like, things were just shifting, right? And then we mm -hmm. hit March and then we made that shift. So I think that was a, that was, that was an interesting time. Cool. So from a, for me specifically, I would, what I would say is that, I, I like to have this plan started by the end of Q3. Right. And right. I like to do that is because I think from an agency owner's perspective, um, one of the things that I want to see is I want, I want to understand the shift of the market, but I also, and we'll take you guys through this exercise today. I, I go through every single step of this four pillars, right? And I, and I re-identify my audience and I rediscuss the journey and I rediscuss this watt analysis. And then I really think about my tracking tools. So we do this pretty, pretty constant. So let's uh, let's just jump into it. So I'm actually going to pull up the some of the things we're going to talk about. So there are four pillars in any marketing plan that you guys will see. See if I can make this a little bit bigger for you guys, and you guys can see us still on the side. By the way, I just I just I just realized this this apple behind me makes me look very teacherish. So that's my aesthetically pleasing. I don't know why I just came out. But hey, I'll get back to it. So there's four main pillars. There's kind of the four point pillar of a marketing plan. It's your identify stage, right? So we're gonna, you know, we're gonna talk about this. So we're gonna talk about the identify stage. We're gonna talk about the journey. We're gonna talk about the SWOT analysis, and we're gonna talk about the tragedy. So the first thing is really identify, define your target target audience. Who is your target audience, right? We're gonna identify that. So let's kind of jump into it. So one of the exercises that I personally like to use, and for the people that are, are not able to see this, you're listening to this in your car or somewhere else, um, you can reach out to us, marketing at agency270.com. That's marketing at agency270.com. And we'll send you this as well. Um, and if anybody who's seen this and is interested, you can either take a screenshot of this or you guys can send us an email again at marketing at agency270.com. And what we will do is we'll actually send you a copy of this so you can kind of work it through together. But one of the things we like to do is specifically go after, um, you know, the identify stage, right? So we break the identify stage into four sections, the goals and values, challenges and pain points, source of information and objections and roles. These four points right here, these four pillars and these four spots will give you exactly what it is you need to build out who your identifying audience is. Like who's your target audience? If you don't know, this exercise will kind of help you get there. So the middle section is some basic information. What is the location that you want to do the most business in? Um, I always suggest to people, uh, small, medium-sized business owners, don't just say like, for example, like if you're a realtor and you say, I want to do business in DC, Maryland, and Virginia, that's a huge, huge net to cast out. And then you have to work that industry, right? So my suggestion would be like, go, go neighborhood specific or an agency owner like myself or any other business owner, like go specific into potentially location. Now, if you are service-based, so if you have a SaaS company, um, you know, a software company, I would say, you know, the location for you could be worldwide because that becomes irrelevant. Then I always ask about who is the ideal client? Like what age are they at that they're buying this? I'm not asking you, oh, it's a 25 year old buying this. It's like, for me specifically, it's 
30 to 50 year olds who are brand new business owners or like, you know, getting involved in it. What's their level of income look like? You know, what has been their past buying experience? Their family involved. This is again, a little bit more for realtors, like real estate agents, like family size. What are their interests and hobbies? What's the level of education and other things that are identifying factors? So this, for example, if I was doing this with Robert and Robert, maybe you and I can kind of live play this a little bit. So if Robert and I were doing this for his business, for his uh, real estate agency, I would break it down for him be like, hey, what's the location? What does the identify? What does the ideal age range? When it comes to age range for real estate agents, I would suggest you think about, do you want to work with first time home buyers, move up buyers? downsizers right or the people who get ready to move out of their home to you know kids are gone you know we need a smaller location right so like i would ask those things and then really the only reason the income comes into mind is that if you if you want to work with first-time home buyers but your income is at five hundred thousand dollars that doesn't make sense right so those are some of the identifying factors so right um, those would be the middle points. I don't know, Robert, if what your thoughts are with this, um, but is this something that you use when it comes to building out your um, building out your business plan? Yes, I, that's exactly some, something that I do all the time. It's kind of like just go all to the processes to make sure that what do you have in mind? It's, it's you know, that you're going to work within the structure that you're created for yourself. Right. Absolutely. Um, cool. Well, let's go on to the next item, like goals and values. So, some of the things you want to look for here is like, what are the goals they are trying to achieve and what are their values, right? So for an example, we're going to keep using Robert as an example. So Robert, as a, as, as a realtor, like what would be, let's, let's, let's work this as if you're doing move up buyers, right? Somebody mm -hmm. who has a house to sell and somebody who wants to buy a home, that's whether the family's expanding or such, right? So for you, let's just, let's just for the sake of this conversation, let's say the location is in Maryland, the age range is let's say 35 to or 30 to 40 um their income let's just say it's around 300,000 as household their buying experiences they're not rookies they're 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 kind of in that middle section because they've had one experience already family size let's say four um interest hobbies and levels of vacation we can skip out for now what would be the goal of the move up buyer in this specific section here and what value would you add to this person when it comes to identifying them as an audience sure so that's that's, a, that's it's always has to do with the qualification right the qualification is very important the the why beh behind it it's always very important so you need to always understand there there are wants and needs i always tell people you have wants and needs so you have to understand all those things to make sure that you really want to go and, and find you know somebody says well i want to move because you know i need a bigger house okay why do you need a bigger house have you thought about how big of a house do you need are you because you are like in a, in a, in a process where you're growing your family you need a bigger house because you host i mean i remember working with this client that she was buying these like seven thousand square feet home it was only for her and the husband and it was really curious to say, hey, listen, why would you need such a big house for you, for yeah. the two of you? And she said, well, I host a lot of gatherings, family gatherings. So so you see, you just really have to dig deep into those things to understand that, that you are working based on what your audience is asking you. So um, you have to ask plenty of questions. And once you have done a lot of those things, then you can actually create a strategy from that point forward versus just you know someone I, yesterday i met with this person who says we need we were thinking about moving to a bigger house and i said yeah. tell me why you think you need a bigger house you know bigger house has bigger maintenance bigger payments bigger this bigger that and then after they realized how big um the house something they didn't consider was the the yard maintenance i said are you going to be cutting the grass and they're like no we're not i don't have time i said have you taken that in consideration to your budget and he says, what do you mean? I says, well, you're going to pay a company to come and do it for you. Have you thought about it? And they're like, no, we haven't. So let's say, well, think about it, because that's something that you're going to have to do and you have to pay for it. So it, it, I, I think I opened their eyes to something that they, at the end, they said, maybe what we need, it's more of a luxurious townhouse with a two-car garage, bigger, yeah. the square footage inside, but not big yard to maintain. So they, they themselves discovered that uh, initially. So that that's so that process of elimination right like you're, exactly you're, you're going through the and i think that so, so so let me tie back to this so like the goal for them is to the goal for them is to move up from 
the smaller home that you know uh uh maybe like for like i need to move up because i'm gonna have another kid and then i need to do x y and z and mom works from home dad works from home or you know whatever they were working from home um and you know so on and so forth but the goal is for you to help them in that process the value you're adding right again and that's the goals and values like the goal of this person is to move the value for them is to have more space but also the value you're adding to them is the questions you're asking um excuse me is the questions you're asking them to kind of help them make that decision for themselves that says you know what i don't want this big house i don't want to deal with the yard maintenance i don't want to deal with this so on and so forth so that's a good point it's like you know some of some of the through some of the questionings you may ask you are going to get to that bottom point of your goals and values as well um that kind of is a really cool segue into like the challenges and pain points so um talk me through i guess you know some of the challenges and pain points that you would see as when you're identifying an audience and to kind of segue it up it's you know what are the challenges they're facing is it a smaller home is it a home that's not fitting what they need or from anything that's outside of real estate i don't want to get two weeds into that with that but like for you know people that i have communications with it's like their challenges is to is that they can't get in front of their audience in time right and so their pain point then becomes you know lack of leads leaving money on the table not showing sure how to close but to go back to your example robert um what would be some of the challenges and pain points that somebody at that point for you when you're sitting down and doing this for yourself what, what would you have as challenges and pain points and what are you thinking about when it comes to challenges and pain points so the things that i always have to so the reality that sometimes we have to face these challenges and pain, pain points for some people is not an easy process. There is a lot of people that they, they they come to me and they come very just that pretty, you know, happy about, hey, we want this, we want that, we want this, blah, 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 blah. And, and that really scares me sometimes because I feel like uh, some people sometimes don't take in consideration the, the challenges of any transaction or any anything yeah. you do in life. I mean, even go to, to, go to the hospital from the time you get onto your car to the time you drive to the hospital, it can be you can get into a car accident, you can get a flat tire. I mean, you can get so many things. So, when people don't think about the challenges, it kind of scares me a little bit because to me they're like in a la la land. So, number one, I I, I always ask us so you are you want to start this journey? What do you know about this journey? And they say, well, we don't know much. We kind of started the process. We think that this is something that we want to be doing, but we don't really know much. And that's why we are here. I said, okay, have you spoken with someone? You know, they never fails. Well, my cousin bought a house, blah, blah, blah. And my grandpa told me about it. So I said, do you have a relative that you've spoken to about buying yeah. this process? And they're like, well, you know, yeah, we, we sort of talked to my uncle and he said that, you know, I, I should not be paying closing costs. The seller should be paying my closing costs. I said, mm -hmm. okay, okay, what else? So then I start to, you know, just to like um, their beliefs of the process, what they have done, what they believe into it, what they can do and cannot do. So I'll go through the whole process with them. Once sure. I know that that's already gone, I said, okay, so let me give you a step-by-step -step process of how this works. And then I go and to highlight the process of, okay, here is how this is going to work. And and I present graphics. It's very important that you have a presentation available yeah. and you present these people with graphics. And, and graphics really speak for for very loud. So what I will say, okay, so you already, you know, this is where the start the process. So I will just highlight it. Okay, here's where the journey we're meeting today. This is the interview process. Then yeah. we have to talk about a lender, the pre-approval. Then we have to go into the search and the search sometimes may take you. So I kind of do a little bit of timelines into these things. Yeah. So once I get to the, the end, to the closing line, I said, okay, so this is the end now. This is the closing, the finish line. So how do you feel about this process? And they're like, oh my gosh, this is a lot more than I, than I expected. I said, I think you're glad that we're having this discovery call that we or meeting because this is really where you need to understand so with all those things i like to really make them feel a lot of people what they do is just they just want to sell they're like okay you want to buy a house okay sign here and yeah. tomorrow morning i have a list of 20 homes let's start looking and the first house that you think it fits most of the 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 check marks in the in the in the list then that's the one we're going to make an offer mm -mm, doesn't work that way because what happens is in the process 
there is something called buyer's remorse or cold feet in the process once they are under contract they'll feel some of that stuff and believe me it's very challenging so what i always tell people i said you know you, you rather let's just face the challenges right now and each stage i have a process of 10 different stages and each stage has um a whole thing that can reveal potential challenges you know like yeah. okay sometimes i said okay showings when can you do when can you see homes well you know we work from monday to friday you know we have to commute this much and blah 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 so by the time we get home we're super tired so i don't know if we have time so i said okay so only limited to a saturday and sunday well sometimes on sundays we like to do like day trips to like to the Shenandoah valley especially around this time of the mm -hmm. the year so we only have saturdays i say okay so here are the challenges with the market the way it has been on a saturday when offers are doing a sunday so yeah. then that's a, that's a that's a unique challenge so they start to then rearrange their schedules their thinking yeah. their processes and you're coaching all, them. Yeah, yeah only because you brought this different perspective they thought that buying a house was just like going buy a pumpkin spice latte at starbucks right mm -hmm. and it's and it's not like that it's you know you, you do need to be sponsored by starbucks i think at this point i think we need to i think i need to reach out to headquarters and say what's the deal guys so <laughs> So that's 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 where this phase yeah. is very important. Yeah, cool. So good points. I mean, I think the challenges and pain points you definitely want to go through. Um, and kind of the last two points here that we can kind of breeze by is how do they get their information? What's the source, right? Like, mm -hmm. if if I am targeting Robert Garcia, um, how, how where does he get his information? How do they get their information? That's really good for you to know. And then what are some possible objections that they could have uh, with working with you and your business? And then, you know, what is their role in the purchasing power? If it's a partnership, so if it's a husband and wife, what are their roles, right? So understanding that would be helpful as well. And that's kind of how you identify through that identification factor of, um, of what we do. So the next step of the four pillars is your customer journey map. This is huge because I think this shows what it's like to work with you. Mm -hmm. And if you don't know that, and if you can't really process that information to tell yourself, hey, this is what it's like to work with me, then how are people supposed to buy you? Mm -hmm. Really ask yourself the question, what is my customer journey? I have had conversations with people where we walk through their customer journey, and I've done this for myself. When we walk through our customer journey, I will identify points that I go, wow, why is that there? What, why is this here? And then the other point is have somebody else go through that journey. And like Robert and I will do this together. It's like I will, I will, I will walk him through the journey. I will send him the intake form. I will have my team reach out to him. I will have him go through the Google My Business forms and the SEO points and all this stuff. And he'll tell me, this was hard. This was annoying. I don't like this. Oh, no, I really like this. Oh, no, I really like that. So when you when, when we discuss this and i tell you the pain points and robert can give us some live examples ask yourself is that something you would want to do is that something you'd want to experience or is it just more convenient for you for it to be there and then who can you have go through the journey that can tell you straight up and be honest with you and say dude this sucks we need to change it so mm -hmm. um let's go kind of let's kind of go through this there are uh five stages of any journey you have the awareness stage the consideration stage, the decision stage, service stage, and the loyalty stage. The awareness stage is exactly what it sounds like. They need to become aware of you, right? They need to know that you're there. They need to know that you exist. They need to know that when they're thinking about buying or selling a home, that Robert Garcia and Capital Crest Group exist. They need to know that when they're looking to market their small to medium-sized business, that Agency 270 exists. What is the customer action? What are the touch points? What are the emotions that are built into it? What's the pain point and what's the solution? Action, pain point, solutions. If you don't pay attention to anything else we talk about today, actions, pain point, solutions. This section right here, the solution section, is going to be why you will become better than your competitor because you're thinking about it, they're not. So the customer action of the awareness stage is simply looking up whether it's marketing agencies near me or a realtor near me or I want to sell my home, what are they looking up? What are the actions they're taking? Most likely this action here for a lot of people is a search on Google or a search on their phone or whatever, a phone call. 
then what's your touch point? What are the emotions that are built into it? What are their pain points and what are their solutions? So for us specifically at the agency, the touch points here are if they're looking us up on Google, touch points are on our Google business profile. You have all of our services, you have our reviews, you have all the things we're posting about, and you have some of our guides that are there. The emotions are simple. It's it's a it's a decision-making factor that, you know, the emotions are whether they are struggling, so they may be desperate or they're looking ahead, right? The emotion here for us as an agency does not really make a difference. The pain point, if you're looking for me, you need me. So the pain point is if you are looking for me, you need me, whether you need to generate more leads, whether you need to get your business out there or somebody in your neighborhood is taking, you know, as far as a real estate, somebody in your neighborhood is just, you know, eating up your listings left and right or as an agency, your competitor is eating things up. And my solution to that point specifically for the pain point is giving out guides, giving out content. Mm-hmm. Right. And then we can we can kind of and I'll briefly go through the rest of them. But for you, Robert, as I kind of talk through this, what I would love to hear from you is from, from a real estate perspective, really for you, um, the awareness stage is kind of kind of relevant to everybody. The consideration, um, the service is the service is the service, right? You're either going to help them sell the house or buy the house or buy a home. But I think I really would love to hear your input on the loyalty and then the first two and a little bit about this stage. But um, and, and then I'll you know, we can kind of discuss some of those situations. I'm sure I'll have some questions for you. But for us, as I just mentioned, from the agency perspective, that's where they are. The consideration stage for me as a B2B, really, because our, our worlds are that different. I'm B2B, Robert's B2C. So business to business, business to consumer. From a B2B perspective, the consideration is simple. The customer action after they're aware of me are two things. Either they're downloading a guide for me that is telling them how to do certain things and they're interested in talking to me or they're scheduling a point, they're scheduling an appointment to sit down and we chat. The touch points are simple. Download a guide, schedule a call. The emotions, they're getting a little bit more potentially vulnerable. They want to talk to me, whatever that is. I don't really focus on the emotions and the consideration here, really. But their pain point is still the same. They need me. They found me. They looked at what I did. They liked my content. And my solution is the strategic plan that I can give them. For us as the agency, when it comes to the decision and uh, service, the service is exactly what they want. The decision factor, the biggest thing here for us, and the customer action here is, They've scheduled a time. We've sat down. We've done the discovery. They've told me everything about their business that they needed to tell me. The emotions are, again, kind of getting a higher and higher. Their pain point is still the same. Lead generation, getting their business out there, fixing something that's not working. And the solution is the strategic plan, services, whatever they choose, whether it's Google, SEO, all this other stuff. And then loyalty perspective from a business to business is always be in touch with them. I, I want my clients to always know where their money is going. And I always even say this, and I even say this to clients, honestly, is the no update updates. Hey, listen, I have no update for you this time, but I want you to know we're working hard. Because mm-hmm. the last thing anybody wants to know is I'm giving you this much money. What the heck are you doing for me? Mm-hmm. So that's kind of our customer journey map. I, I wanted to just quickly run through it to set the standard of what some examples are. Um, but Robert, for you specifically, from a, from a, from a real estate perspective, talk me through some of these for you you don't have to go specifically into everything i just went to but from a high level perspective tell me a little bit more about some of the things you do at these different stages and how do you identify pain points and solutions yeah it's a good really good question and it's a not and it's a very loaded one because the 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 reality is this is industry that is very emotional uh it's based on emotions all the time and sometimes emotions run high sometimes emotions run low and you just got to really understand what it is um you know i i i was sharing with you earlier that i wrote an offer on this property and my clients did not get it and they did all they can even pay above asking price and they still did not get the property so do they feel happy about it no they're not happy do they feel like uh you know shall we kind of take a break and um and not do anything potentially they could could feel that way but here's where you have to really come and bring perspective to them to say, okay, so we have to forget about what the noise that is happening. We always have to concentrate on the on the on the big thing. So right now, what I can say is these all these the awarenesses, consideration, decision, and service and loyalty, all are just things that you need to really make your clients 
for them to understand and know that you have the, always, always their best interest at heart, no matter what's happening. Yeah. So you always have to tell people that they have to make a decision based on what is good for them. Uh, but you also, as a, as a realtor, you have to be always very careful all their needs and their needs change quite often. Their, their circumstances may change and you just really have to be very aware of that all the time. It's not always just sell, sell, sell. It's always sometimes, you know, sell, go through the process, check one, check one more time. Hey, it's everything is still cons is considered the same, especially in a market where things may, you know, a buyer may have to write four or five different offers. Yeah. It was always have to be careful with their finances. Hey, has anything changed with your finances? It's everything the same. Can we check with the loan officer because the letter is 30 years, 30 days old? Can we go back and check with the loan officer? Can you imagine okay. that 30 year interest rate. Oh my God. Okay, sorry. And, and then, and then, like, you know, for my one of my clients has been kind of discouraged. I, I saw in the news that interest rate went down last week towards the end of the week. So I texted one of the loan officers that I do business with and said, Hey, Paul. Is it true that interest rates kind of came down? He's like, yeah, actually, they 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 did take a dip this towards the end of the week. Yeah. I said, how big it is? He says, like, you know, half a point. So I went back and said, hey, listen, don't get discouraged. Interest rates came down by half a point. This can be something that it's 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 just a seasonal thing. The Fed did not raise the interest rates, so it may be a hint that they are done with that. And then yeah. the the um the job the the employment report it was not as strong as expected, although the holidays are around the corner and the unemployment actually went up a little bit so you have to interpret this data for people people have no clue yeah. of what it means to them so once you you bring this like oh really yeah oh wow okay yeah. i didn't know that thank you thank you for for doing that and then people yeah. say okay makes it makes total sense now that what you're doing and explaining them how it works i i, I think it's the um I think it's the it's the calm in the midst of crisis. Do you know what I mean? Like, um, there's this there's this, there's this book that I absolutely love, um, and it's I'm gonna butcher the name of it. It's it's the fox, the horse, the boy, and the mole, or like some it's it's some some that variation. And one of the things that <laughs> always okay. stands out to me is they're 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 all in this forest, like they're going through something and. They can't see what's ahead, right? Like they can't see the t like it's foggy everywhere. But the only thing they can see is the next step. So the boy stops in the middle of it all and goes um, to the horse. It goes, you know, I'm scared. I don't know what to do. Kind of, I can't see what's ahead. I can't see what's what's at the end of the tunnel. And the horse goes, Well, do you see your next step? It goes, Yes, I do. And it's like, Okay, just take it. Like the that, that overthinking ways, right? So I think what to, to kind of relate it back to what you're saying is. It was, um, it was, you're, you're providing that don't look so far ahead. Like, look, look at the present. Like, let's be present. Let's look at what's happening now. So you're the calm in the middle of the storm. And so mm -hmm. I think that's one of the things that, especially the people in real estate, honestly, if you want to stand out, like, besides anybody else, or you want to be the, the way to go in the industry for people to come to, for people to talk to, bring content to the table that talks about all the craziness and bring it down to a calmer level we all freak out interest rates are going high my house is worth this much money there is no homes left the market's going to crash this is going to be worse than 07 08 are we in a recession are we not all of this craziness and i think really the whole notion of content creates contacts content creates contacts so true in today's day and age but mm -hmm. sorry Robert, go ahead, that you just you said that and it triggered me to think about um that whole uh that whole way of like thinking that way no i mean it's exactly it's exactly what you just said i mean it, it just it, it just has to be you have to be able to interpret data for people because sometimes people just don't understand they don't know they just really maybe just they just freak out and they just really yeah. understand and you have to be that person that says hey listen I get it. It's it's not what you wanted to hear. It's not what yeah. you wanted to do. But you know, there's some that are better options. And I think that to me, it's it's the most important thing that you can do for for a client. I mean, if you're a good yeah. real estate professional, that's what you should be doing. Yeah. No, I, I agree. Cool. Talk me talk to me more about your your ways of um, 
for you specifically, and, and we do this work for you so I can kind of speak on it, I think your awareness and your consideration is such a kick-ass system because you do make people aware and then you do have people consider you because you put out the content that's out there through your YouTube and all this other stuff. I think when it comes to decision making with you, it's there is no there is no pressure. So I think either people are going with you or not going with you. It's simple as that. Yep. Yep. So, service is simple, right? Yep. Service is like service is as simple as it gets. But talk to me more about the loyalty because you do a really, really good job of the loyalty aspect and how you stay in touch with people. And then I think at the end of it, if we have the time, I want you to talk me through the um, the video CMAs that you do. Sure, that's fine. Well, before that, can can I drink some some water today? Oh God, am I am I am I allowed to drink? Am I allowed to yes, drink? you are. Yes, you are. So the agency got we got some new water bottles, and of course we have to. I got to look out for Robert. Um, so so I'm just saying. Uh, you know, I think I think the I think the uh, the water tastes a little bit better. Yeah, you know, it tastes like like two seventy. That's, I don't think that's a good thing. If the water you're drinking tastes like I had I270, we need to get you some better water. No, that's kidding. Um, no, it, it tastes like a good old scotch, you know, age 27 oh, years, yeah. you know. Yeah, that's that's how it tastes. Anyhow, no, um, so video, so I came, I came to the conclusion, and let me touch on a couple of things. Number one is yeah. working with people that want to work with you. When we come into real estate, we are forced to force other people to work with us. That's just the reality. So you come in here and say, well, you have to make many phone calls until you set up an appointment. But are you really setting up an appointment with someone that really wants to work with you and you also want to work with the him, her, or there, whatever? So yeah. I, I do kind of like a little bit of the opposite. So I'll give you an example. I was talking to this guy that... I met with him twice and he was just kind of like, Hey, when the time comes, we're going to go with you, but you know, yeah. we need to, we need to sell our, you know, some, some, some stuff before we can make it happen. So sure. No problem. So one day he calls me and says, Hey, this house just came on the market. We would like to see it. And I said, well, you know, I'm, I'm actually living in town, but I'm, I'm, I'd be more than happy to find someone that can show it to you. So we found someone went and showed the property and then he ghosted me for a couple of days. And I said, okay, I know that he wasn't as, as crazy to, to make it happen. So, then I went and called call him back and he said to me, you know what, we, we made the decision to concentrate on the purchase and then on the sale of the house. I said, excellent, congratulations. And I said, hey, what, what you, at the beginning you wanted to sell and then buy or, or do it at the same time, what changed now? He said, well, you know, we met with this, um, with this um, realtor and, uh, and he told us about that, you know, gave, gave us the, the whole strategy. And I said, okay, great. Is that a strategy different from what I presented to you? He said, not really, but he only said that um, we don't have to spend a lot of money on, on our house to sell it because it should sell right away. I said, okay, has he seen your house? And, or he or she, I don't know. He says, no. Okay, okay, fine. I mean, no problem. I mean, I, that, the, do you feel comfortable selling the house the way you have it? And he said, well, yes or no. I mean, what you proposed to me was to make significant changes to certain things, which implies I have to spend money. And if it's not money that I'm not going to um, enjoy, then I don't know that I want to do it. I said, listen, you don't have to spend the money, but you are hiring me as a consultant. So I just told you what I think would be the best thing to do. And the way you live is not the way you present your house. So I want to eliminate the objection. So, you know, some time went by and I, I re-engaged with him and he told me that he's made a decision to go with somebody else. I said, hey, congratulations, right? And, and honestly, I, 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 I mean it. When I said that to the guy, I said, congratulations yeah. that you found somebody else because I think that um, you need to really, you know, find, find the solution for your house. Well, a couple of days ago, he reached out to me and um, he said, hey, anyway, that we can start talking again. I said, okay, what happened? Well, the other person that we decided to engage, um, and it's kind of like thought we we're going to be working with him. Um, it didn't work out and he promised one thing and didn't deliver. And you were always prompt on your delivery, right? Loyalty, right? You were always on your delivery of things. So I said, okay, you know, we, we can talk. So what I'm saying to you, and, and then and I said, what what did change from the time when you decide to go with this person, not with me, and now come with me? And he said, well, you kept sending those videos that are that uh, they're they kind of talk to the situation we are in, 
and we felt like you kept sending us goodies even though we, i kind of like a shut you down and i said okay i mean i said you didn't do it in a bad way you didn't you didn't you never told me stop sending me things you only said i think we found a whole a, a, a better fit for what we're looking for and your thing was you didn't want to spend money which i get it i i was i listen that's fine but yeah. he said through your educational stuff we learned that is probably in the best way as the market is changing i think the other person was more interested in signing us to to list their property versus some other things. I said, listen, that, I'm glad you came to that conclusion because anybody can say I can sell you the property, but not anybody can actually show you how to do it. Yeah. As I did this person show you how to says no, he didn't. I said, okay, well that's 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 the that's the proof. So yeah. Education is the most important thing that you can do for a lot of these people just to educate them on how do they need to prepare, whether it's to buy, to sell, doesn't matter, what you to do it. So I took it upon me and to start producing content so that I can educate people to how they can prepare for sale, for purchase, and and so on. And it's and it's been actually quite a, a big blessing for my business because a lot of people say, Yeah, we've seen your videos on YouTube, it's they're pretty cool. Yeah. Can you can you talk about these things? And I said, sure. So they they even giving people giving me topics for me to talk more about other things which i i really enjoy so that goes to kind of like what you were just telling me right there i don't know if i i know i, I told a, a bigger story than than you guys expected no, that's good. But no i, I, I think, give you an idea no i think it's good because i think you you you, you reiterated the idea of loyalty right like you are you're talking about the sense of loyalty that they had to you even though there was somebody else present in the conversation and i think Again, it goes back to the content creates contacts uh, idea mm -hmm. that I was talking about. Um, awesome. Well, uh, as always, we are sponsored by somebody who, uh, by my agency 270. Um, so let's take a second and hear from our sponsors and then we'll get back to you guys. And the next two things we're going to talk about is your SWOT analysis, which I do want to touch up on briefly. Um, and then maybe Robert can tell us a little bit more about how he does his uh, video CMAs. My name is Amir Tabrizi, and I am the owner and the chief growth officer here at Agency 270. Agency 270 is a full-service digital marketing team. We focus on search engine optimization, paid ads, your Google business profile, videos, video editing and optimization, posting your videos, social media management, and podcast recording and editing. Why we do what we do is because we want to help you and your message to get out in front of the world. We want to make sure that we're highlighting our clients so that they are the consumer's choice. We do that through the power of digital marketing. Ask yourself this question. If you go onto Google right now and type in your name or type the problem that you solve and you're not coming up as one of the first two, three choices, there's a problem there. You are losing out business to your competitor. Don't settle for next to best. Don't settle for second. Don't settle for third. Let us help you get you to the number one spot on Google. Give me a call today. Go on our website at agency270.com. Send us an email at marketing at agency270 or give us a call 301-310-6148. Again, that's 301-310-6148. Back to our show. Welcome back. Um, so we've talked about the two pillars that are that are uh, the crucial pillars that we call about the four pillars of marketing plan. Um, so we talked about the how to identify your audience and the customer journey. And we are now going to go into the SWOT analysis section. You will get as much as you put in when it comes to this section. Here's what I mean. If you want to sugarcoat it for yourself, cool. You're just not going to get what you need. What are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? What are your opportunities? And what are your threats? Simple. There is, there is not, we're not going to spend too much time going through this because it really doesn't need it. But really think about what are your strengths? What are you good at? Right? So if I was doing this for Robert, like, Robert, what are the three things you would say you're good at? Well, I'm good at videos. I'm good at this. I'm good at that. Right? Like, pick those things. So for me specifically, and we'll, we'll kind of live roll it is like for me specifically, what we're good at is we're good at content. We're good at really being transparent. And we have some really, really cool tools that we have built in the agency in-house that can really help with your geographical targeting and getting you the people that you need, right? So I can honestly say that's what we're good at. What do we need to improve? 
Well, we need to find a better way for conversions when it comes to our website. We don't do a good job of that. We have a lot of visitors. We need to do a better job of that. We also need to do a better job of getting our word out there. Yes, content creates contact, but at the same time, I want to be sure that I'm creating the right content for the people. The opportunities I have is my goal is to dominate the market when it comes to content. That's that simple. I want to bring and I want to shed light into people coming in and reaching what it is that we can reach with the content that we're creating. And if business comes out of it, that's great. But my goal is not business. My goal is the content part of it. And the biggest threat, what is the biggest harm to me is that if I start slacking on producing content, right? So the opportunity is I brought somebody on as a co-host like Robert, who's going to keep me accountable. Like I know that if I don't show up, he's going to ask me, like, what, what the heck are we doing? Why are we mm -hmm. not doing this, right? So you kind of bring that accountability partner. So I offset my threat by turning it into an opportunity and the strength behind it, which is bringing an accountability partner. But Robert, take five to 10 minutes and walk us through how you as a real estate agent would look through and work through your SWOT analysis. Sure. So as, as an agent, we always have to think of the task that bring the most outcome or money, if you want to put in those words. So you always have to look at what you are good at. So for example, a real estate agent should be good at prospecting, meaning scripting, memorizing those scripts, role playing with other people, and of course, putting it in practice. That's what a good realtor should be good at. It's all this scripting. That's very important. Now, what an agent um, it's not good at it maybe building systems maybe you know editing videos okay so I'll, I'll tell you an example so when i decided to start doing videos i i was researching the topic i was doing the talking head in front of the camera i did the video and then i went and edited a video but i noticed that i was my editing skills were not up to where i wanted it based on what other videos i was watching from other people one and two that it was just really a lot of work uh for me that it was involved and i was not too happy with that then i started looking all over the place like fiverr and some of these other places where you can send someone to edit and i was dealing with people that are just like a one time type of thing like you give them something they do it for you next time you reach out to them they're not available or they were not responsive so i said okay since this is going to be a system that I want to continue to engage, that I wanted to continue to have, you know, the tools available, then I went and talked to Amir, and Amir gave me a good solution. Then I went ahead and we went to Agency 270 to start producing these things for me. So then we created a system. He said, okay, here's how we're going to do the system. You're going to shoot these many videos uh, on, on this day. So you're going to block yeah. this day. You're going to come up with all the things, and then you're going to send it over to us, and we're going to edit the videos, and you're going to release them as as soon as you want, once a week, two videos a week, once a month, it's up to you. But then we came up in that rhythm and then the system and then that everything started to work very well at that point. So, so exactly that's what I'm just giving you an example, right? What you should be good at it and what you should, what you're not good at, you need to delegate and the money it's in the delegation. When you learn to delegate things to other people, that's when you have leverage because now I can spend two or three hours of prospecting. I can spend two or three hours of showing houses. I can spend two or three hours going to an appointment yeah. and I will have somebody doing things for me. Now that leverage has a cost, but at the same time, the cost of your time invested into these things is a whole nother thing. So here's where we, you need to really make a, a, a distinction. What really you want to be doing what really want to be investing your time into it and what you should. And so this is what is very important to look, to know your strengths, um, yeah. your weaknesses, your opportunities. Okay. And this is what you need to be really looking into it. And, and, and I highly recommend you do this not only for work, but for home. Like I'm not a good at, at cook. I'm not a good cook. I, I, I mean, I can grill, but I'm not good at coming up with recipe, but then, my wife is really good at coming up with really good recipes. So I will go ahead and say, hey, why don't you do, I'll go to the grocery, buy you the things, put them here. You do the cooking, you prepare the meals, you put them on the plate and we all eat the meals of family. And then you go and sit and relax and, and, and take, a, take a break. And then I'll pick up the dishes with my oldest and then we're going to wash the dishes, put them and clean the kitchen. And that's always been, that has been our, our, 
our um, system and it's working fine. She's happy. I'm happy. Everybody's happy. So you just really have to find those. And that's, but that makes a team now, you know, like that really creates a team and a team outperforms an individual. Yeah. Yeah. No, 100%. I think, I think identifying factors are huge, right? Like, what am I good at? What do I need help? I think what a lot, what happens is a lot of business owners get caught up here because they don't, they're not honest with themselves and then they lose all the opportunities. And then because the threats step in, mm-hmm. right? We think we are so good at everything and it's like, you're not, let's be honest. You are not, let's mm-hmm. just be honest with yourself. I'm not good at everything. So I need to make those things. So I think those are huge to kind of think about. Um, and then this is something that we have that I absolutely love. And we use this a lot. It's called the problem and solutions table. Um, so it's simple. It's three tiers. It's what's the problem, describe the problem and what's the solution you can get out of it. Um, and I, I, I use this a lot. I use this honestly, uh, it's interesting because you mentioned how a SWOT analysis could be turned into kind of like a, you know, you could do this in your, in your home type of thing. It's, um, it's, we, we've, we've, I've used this at home. Like we were trying to solve a problem with, you know, do we need this car or do we, can we, can we do without it? And like, so it's like, or our problem is, well, we need a bigger car because the stroller and this and this and this and this can't fit. Well, like, let's really describe the problem. What's the solution? We either buy another car and these are the expenses to it or we don't. And these are like, you can, these are such intertwinable things with your personal and your business, especially with small to medium sized business owners. They, those two things tend to spill over. Um, but yeah, this is something we use all the time. So again, if you guys would like to use this problem and solutions table, or problem solution table, please let us know and we will send that to you happily. And then um, these are just some marketing pillars that I wanted to cover today very, very quickly um, because I do think that one of the things I want Robert to focus on is kind of his video CMA and we are getting close to that hour mark. But um, really the marketing pillars and, uh, you know, this is for some real estate agents as well and other things you can use other places. There's two pillars out of the uh, out of the five, there are two pillars that we call digital. So your blogs, your guides, your one pagers, your social media presence, video content, enhancing your website. Is it you know your Google presence? Are you doing workshops or seminars? Um, outbound stuff are like your mailers, your open house, your cold calling, um, your door knocking, and your out there marketing, as we call it. Like you are out and about and doing the marketing itself, um, and then. Database marketing. This is, I think, this is where Robert really thrived as well as some of the video stuff here. But you know, his database of loyalty. Um, you know, the emails, the neighborhood updates, the video CMAs, which we'll have him jump into, and being that overall educator to his database. And then, as far as events go, sphere of influence events, your past client events, and then your events that you do in the community. Um, but I think, you know, if you are starting out in the business and you really don't have the money, or you are things are a little bit tight. Focus on your digital and then focus on your out there marketing because they're not going to cost you a lot of money. Um, and then this one as well, you're hitting your C- hitting your CMA. Everything under events will have some cost to it. Um, mailers will have the biggest cost out of everything you do here. Mailers will have the biggest cost. Um, you know, cold calling, whether it's systems or not, could have it as well. Um, and that's kind of some of the marketing pillars that we'd like to cover. And then this is just some of our information with the agency. If you guys wanted to meet and such, and this is our link tree, but we don't have to cover that. So Robert, let's, let's dive into your video CMAs a little bit. Tell me, tell me more about that stuff. Um, because I do think that's a, that's an important thing that we could potentially cover, um, that, that, that could be really helpful for our listeners and some sure. more. So this this came out of out of a, a strategy, and and this is not something I created. Something that I have, I've researched through other agents that I am part of networks that I belong to. Then, then kind of like a, assessing how good is this strategy? Does it work? Does it have any value? It's a, does it really bring anything good to it? So I did all that uh, <clears throat> kind of like on my own, and um, so one of the things that. I notice is everybody sends a CMA or a competitive market, competitive market analysis. Um, everybody kind of talks about what sold in your neighborhood in the last 12 months and, you know, or six months here is the, based on the square footage, uh, and, and, you know, sold listing to sold ratio and dates on the market and so on. 
But that's information you can get anywhere out there right now. I mean, it's not exclusive to realtors. You can go to some of the big portals and they have all that information and it's free. So you don't even have to pay for it. But what that, but then as again, looking at, at studying, how can you be different from the rest? And I said, okay, well, with that in mind, I think what I can do very differently is that I can go after and do go deeper into the same database, but I have to go deeper. So the way I do it is I will go in and, and let's say this is Amir Tabrizi and he lives on 123 Main Street. So then I will go and pull 123 Main Street um, in into my database and I will put him and again, has to be in my calendar. So five CMA video CMAs, especially around this time of the year, a day that you have to put together so that you can send out and you put specifically who you're going to be sending. You got you a task in your CRM and, and all those things. And then you pull the tax records for that and you know you do it the day before you pull those tax records you upload it into your drive google drive dropbox box whatever you use and then you go and record yourself going through you do a search initially you will set up a search for for that particular uh, just to make sure you include the same type of properties whether it's condos townhomes single families duplexes whatever and then once you have that then once you have narrowed it down to probably six to 10 properties, then you're going to record yourself saying, okay, uh, dear so-and-so, hope you're yeah. doing well. This is, I just want to, right now, I just want to send you my uh, up-to-date market analysis of your property. This is a video. This will probably take you, you know, five to seven minutes to go over to this. So giving you plenty, you know, warning that they're going to have to spend that time with me together. And I'm going to go into some of these properties. And the key here is to say, I'm going to go inside of some of these properties as they have pictures available. And I'll give you my take on some of the upgrades mm -hmm. of these houses, as well as, you know, when they sold. So then you start doing and you start looking at the properties. You go into their, if they have virtual tours, you have yeah. uh, and all those things. You go into the properties. And then I always highlight kitchens, bathrooms, finished basements, um, full defense, you know, yards, number, number of car garage, of course, number of bedrooms, um, bathrooms and, but ma mainly the upgrades. And then once you do that, you move to the next one, move to the next one, move to the next one. And based on that, it says, Hey, Mr. and Mrs. Seller, if your house would be put on the market today, this is the price range where I think you should consider. And if you want a copy of, of this CMA, uh, please click on the link below and you can download yeah. it. And, you know, people can download those things in that where you measure who's clicking on your stuff or not. Um, that's how you do it. And you just put it on autopilot. You do it, you do it, you do it, you do it, you do it. Now, you just, just do it like that and forget about it. No, that has a plan of action. Then you have to call. So you have to look at if they click on it. They click, they open, they download it. Those, that's, those are the, so they, they click on it. They open the video or watch the video and then they downloaded the the information so those yeah. are like the three things that i'm looking for those become my a priority client if they only did two things become b they only did one thing they become a c and i only tells you they may not maybe we're not in the right place and so on then i will go ahead and send them a text message hey so and so i want to alert you i sent you an email that it has a condensed version of this here is the link to the video but i highly recommend you go to the email then you send a text yeah. message to that and then you follow up a week later with a phone call hey then you call them they already know you you already done business with them then you said hey just want to check with you i sent you a, a video cma i hope you found find it helpful 99% of the time they said, oh my gosh, that was just amazing that you went, yeah. were able to show all these properties and you went inside of that, you know, show me all the things they've done. And then they start telling you what, what they haven't done to their homes and what they've been hoping to do to their homes yeah. and how you can be of uh, coaching to all of them. So all that stuff starts to really come pretty handy and, and, and then any comes all that. Now, as I said, if you guys need any help, creating the template these guys right here agency 270 they can help you create a template for all those things uh tell you what software to use for videos how you can record it how you can embed it and how you can send it and what crm to use to track it they can help you with all those things don't ask me technicalities i only say i want a car that has six, six cylinders it can go zero to a hundred in five seconds and they built it for me and they gave it to me and now i have this super fast vehicle that they've done for me that's all you need really need to care. Don't don't yeah. get into the details of if it is this thing or that thing. What about this? It's simple, people. If people want now, with that alone, you have already 
dethrone the big search engines when it comes to uh, looking for homes. Because they go first thing they're gonna say, well, this is totally different than what you can see on Zillow or some other places. And you're like, yeah, exactly, it's different. That's that's why you you and I have worked together. You and I have still yeah. this connection because I am different than the rest, and that sets you apart. Um, you can send it as a text message too if you want to start with a text message. Um, doesn't have the same, and correct me if I'm wrong, Amir, does not have the same metrics because email, you can measure some other things than text message. Yeah. But, uh, but it does really work out well, uh, and people always get back to me, um, yeah. and I have generated business out of that strategy. So highly recommend that you guys try it. Yeah, the metrics through texting isn't there. Um, you can't track that they open it, where they click, so on and so forth, because it's just it's an interface on their on their phone, right? So it, it doesn't it doesn't it will not do you as much justice if you can email them. But if they need something urgent or if that's their preferable method of communication, then that's just what you have to do. You just have to make sure they're clicking on stuff that you want them to click on, right? right. Um, yeah, no, I, I think I think one of the main things uh, that I that I might. might main takeaway from what you're talking about is the uh, assigning yourself the task of who you're going to do it for. So you're not just showing up and saying, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to do it for 123 Main Street, 124 Main Street, or the five houses on Main Street that I want to hit. And I think those are, those are definitely good ways to do it. Awesome. Well, um, those, were, those were our points of, uh, of, of content to you for your 2024 marketing plan. Um, we are now in, you know, we're in November, we're at the beginning stages of November. So by the time you guys are hearing this, it's, um, it's a, it's a, you know, be a week from, we are recording this on the 6th. There'll be a week from today. Um, you know, you're, you're getting closer to the time and our strong recommendation to you is get it going, start something. If you haven't started, if you've already started it and really need to look at certain things, do it. Um, don't don't wait around. Don't wait and see what's going to happen to the market because you will be behind the eight ball and your competitor will eat away at whatever is left of your industry to eat up away at. So, um, Robert, as always, thank you so much for your insight. Thank you for joining us. Um, we want to thank everybody else for listening in. And again, if you haven't seen this, this is actually going to be on video format as well. So you'll see kind of some of the things we talk about um as well so we do encourage you to go and check us out on youtube um as well so without further ado robert as always thank you so much and we will see you on the next episode thank you guys